0: The story.
1: One day, Michael just all of a sudden, out of the blue, said to me, Please, in 10 minutes, you're going to preach in the center of the city. I was terrified in my soul, but my spirit was fully open and wanting to do this. And I closed my eyes and I started to shout in the megaphone. So once I did that, uh, something broke inside my soul. And that's when the passion for the loss was born in my soul, which never left.
0: G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, as we'll hear today, Marilena was experiencing one heartbreak and disappointment in life after another as she was growing up in Romania. That was until she met a missionary from Australia who played a major role in helping her turn her life around. And little did she know at the time, but that would be the beginning of a wonderful adventure, taking her to many parts of the world and impacting thousands of people's lives. Marilena is having a chat and sharing her story with Karen Hunt
2: about your early
1: years, so born in Romania, bred in Romania? Yeah, I was born in Romania um, during communism, so a lot of people there uh, did not have faith in Christ or their faith was subdued they had to cover it up and hide it Uh, my family was from a nominal orthodox family Um, they went to church on Easter Christmas, so they really had a sense of fear of God but they didn't really follow the God of the Bible uh, obey the Bible or focus on that kind of stuff so I just grew up basically not knowing much about God at all till um, someone started to give me little books that talked about God, prayer books and it was like step by step God gave me little seeds and I beat them and then God gave me more seeds and I had extra books, I got the Gospel of John in the end from a friend um, and I read it all through cried all over it um, and someone gave me a little booklet about Jesus I um, read it all it was uh, I think a campus crusade for Christ um, publication I prayed a prayer to receive Christ gave my life to God and I just received the Bible after that I started to seek God with all my heart but the reason I was so open is because my mother died when I was eight of cancer, and I started to really study the world. When that happened, I I lost my joy. I um, I was seeking answers: Why is life like this? And um, I was really just open to love because after that I had a stepmother for seven years. Um, My father became an alcoholic. Um, She divorced him in the end because of the problems caused by my father with alcohol. Um, And I had four horrific years with my father being extremely badly addicted to alcohol Uh, where I basically was just in part looked after. Um, I went through a lot of um, dangerous situations and scary things that happened. And so I basically was ready, ripe to receive love. And when I encountered God's love by reading the scriptures uh, where Jesus was showing that he had compassion on people, um, he had compassion on the poor and I was quite poor because of my father's addiction with, to alcohol. I was reading how Jesus loved people, Jesus cared, Jesus healed. All these things were jumping out of the page at me and hitting straight into my heart where my big need was to receive love. So I just received it like a sponge when it came. So you said you were eight years of
2: age when mum died. So how old were you when you were given these books and when you
1: started reading and learning and growing? Actually, started around uh, nine. I started to receive a book so was, uh, people felt a lot of pity for me because I lost my mom so um, someone gave me a book with prayers of the saints and I started to pray all those prayers that were there it was a, a catholic book but you know I just really received the desire to talk to god from that my grandmother was also asking me to pray before icons and so on in the orthodox way but even that just created a little seed in me wanting to communicate with god about all my issues praying for my father who was going through hell after my mother died So after that, uh, I received another book about the life of a saint. So I was really inspired, I think it was the life of Saint Nicholas. So I was really inspired by his story, how he didn't just think about himself, but he always cared about others and helped others. And something grew in my heart, I want to become the same. And uh, after that, I think I was 16 when someone gave me the Gospel of John, one of my friends. ...and gave me a a booklet on how to receive Jesus, basically explaining the gospel. So I was fully right by that stage because Mm -hmm. I was going through hell at home with my situation with my father. And I just prayed the prayer to receive Christ and I prayed the gospel of John. All the love of Jesus jumped out of the pages and then my friend bought me a Bible. Uh, I've never read a Bible before, this age. I only had a Bible which the communists made to mock the Bible it was called the comic Bible so um, did you say comic yeah it was called the comic Bible that's quite comical yeah well (laughs) it had comics mocking the stories of the Bible like little drawings but the Bible stories were intact, which was interesting. So that was my first sort of Bible that I read. I've learned some of the Bible stories by reading the comic Bible, which the communists put to turn people away from God. So actually, God used that. <laughs> Even though it was set to be working against him, he used it in my life to give me some understanding of a few Bible stories. But I never read the Bible till I was 16, basically. Tell me, do you have other siblings? Was it just yourself as an only child when all this was happening? Um, I have a funny situation there as well. I've got two half-brothers I've never met, still can't find them, uh, that came from my father's side. um, And I've got a half-brother, and he was 18 when my mother died. um, So he, he was the son of my mother. He had a big fight with my father, I mean, big disagreement. So he left into the army. Um, got married so basically didn't have a lot of connection afterwards Still, God spoke to my heart and said you got to reconnect with your brother which I did later on in life so we sort of have connected for a while but because of distance him living in Romania here it's not a very close relationship but I basically after my mother died I was pretty much alone as a child. So you mentioned your grandmother. Was she a good support for you? Did you have other
2: friendships to be supportive as well?
1: My grandmother supported me, basically, and my grandfathers. They took me into their house. We we hated living in the house where my mother died. So I ended up um, being with my grandmother. She was supporting me by providing all the natural support that I needed food clothing and everything I had to change school as well because of moving to my grandmother so it was pretty hard for me but I didn't have any of the emotional or spiritual support Mm -hmm. so I sort of closed in and tried to look after myself Mm -hmm. Uh, because no one sort of said how do you feel about the fact that your mother died or any of that they only need to say oh i'm so sorry she doesn't have a mother and they only made me feel worse by constantly reminding me of what i've been through but there was no solution offered to it So I sort of started to try to find my own answers, which was the beginning of my search. Mari, what you've
2: told us so far, just with regard to the first 16 years of your life, I think
1: you could write a book already. Is is that something you've been thinking of? Yes, I actually did receive a word from God about doing that. Um, So I'm planning to do it possibly next year. Um, I'll be writing my um, life story, including all the lessons that I have learned from my Um, experiences in life uh, in order to help others through their journey
2: Well, let's pick up on your journey. So from 16 years of age, you made a commitment you gave your heart to Jesus, you dedicated your life. So as a young woman, what happened
1: next in your story? Did you stay living with your grandma? Basically my grandmother died after a few years. Uh, Basically all my grandparents all died and my parents, so what, around the same time frame? Um, not exactly, but by the time I was 25, all of them were gone. Mm. But um, I, uh, after my stepmother left, I think my grandmother lived for two year, no, one year or something like that. And um, then I was left with my father, just myself with my father, around age 16. I sort of half looked after myself. Uh, once I received Christ um, and once I got baptized with the Holy Spirit... God just full-on took over my life. And um, I met Michael around that time. Um, He came to Romania. So how old are you at this stage? Um, I was 18. And Michael came to Romania to plant a church. He's from Australia, from Sydney. Um, And he planted a church in the city where I was after three months. There were 300 people in the church and I was one of the ones that joined after three months. So with your orthodox background, how did you get to be in this particular church you're
2: talking about that Michael planted?
1: I took a funny journey because first I I got saved at home through a series of relationships that also got saved at home from person to person. Um, there were quite a few of us that just received Jesus at home. We didn't know we had to go to any church. Um, when uh, my friend went to the orthodox church asking questions about the bible they say they don't have a bible there so she was very disappointed and we didn't know where to go she tried to go to a baptist church where they rebuked her for not having a head covering but she never knew that existed in the bible so she left very disappointed and so we basically stayed at home and in the end um someone one of the people that got saved at home like this uh had a a Mormon group come to us um, and he introduced them to us and I ended up in the Mormon Church for almost 10 months. During that period I've read the Bible more and more so I started to understand doctrine. I didn't know any doctrine, I just knew a few Bible verses and uh, I started to realize, they started to get deeper about their beliefs and I realized with the help of my friend who led me to Christ that a lot of their teachings were wrong. And one of the men in the Mormon church who also woke up at the same time, he started to tell me about the meetings that Michael had, the church that was in the center of the city, the new church. So because I was hungry as a sponge, I just decided, yes, I'm going. I'm going to anything. I've been to other evangelistic meetings, prayed again to receive Christ, wept like anything but no one followed me up so I basically never knew to go to any church because of it so I wasted another six months in the Mormon church but once I came to Michael's church I met someone there that I knew and through connections and Um, you know, they did proper follow-up as well in the church. I started to join their prayer meetings. I started to go out with them evangelizing on the streets. Basically, Michael was mentoring people by doing life with them, modeling it before their eyes. They would pray together, study the Bible together, and then go out together on the street and preach. And he would push people to do the preaching as well, even if they were new believers. So... One day Michael just all of this, all of a sudden out of the blue said to me, please, in 10 minutes you're going to preach in the center of the city with, with the megaphone in your hands. And I'm like, And which city are we talking about? Uh, this is Bucharest, the capital of Romania. Uh, my... Just a small city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was the centre, so it was also the centre of the Orthodox Church, which usually means you get more opposition. So I was terrified in my soul, but my spirit was fully open and wanting to do this. So I said no at first, but he just wouldn't take no for an answer. <laughs> so he just gave me the megaphone once I got there. I was so full of fear. Fear of men, what people thought of me. And I closed my eyes because I didn't want to see any faces. And I started to shout in the megaphone whatever I knew about God, which wasn't a lot, but you know, the Bible verses about God love, God's love and, you know, how people can get saved, things like that. So once I did that, uh, something broke inside my soul. I lost all fear of men. I just wanted to shout the loudest that I could in that uh, megaphone so as many people as possible could hear the gospel. And that's when the passion for the loss was born in my soul, which never left.
0: You're listening to The Story. Today, Karen Hunt is chatting with Marilena Fackerel, who's originally from Romania and is sharing her life journey. Next, we'll hear more about her relationship with Michael, the church planter from Australia, and about her travels to many parts of the world. That and more when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. We're continuing with Karen Hunt chatting with Marilena Fackerel, who's originally from Romania. Before the break, we heard about her life growing up in Romania and about meeting a man named Michael from Australia who planted a church that she began to attend. Now we'll find out what happened next in her life.
2: So, Michael, an Aussie man coming out from Australia, what branding was that church and how different was it to the other denominations and Orthodox communities that existed there?
1: Uh, Well, basically, here was like a charismatic Pentecostal church um, in Sydney and... um, He basically was uh, focusing on the Bible as the authority for a believer compared to the Orthodox Church, which was focusing on rituals and tradition as the authority for what you do and what you practice in a Christian life. So there was a lot of ritual with not much life in it, while... Just reading the Bible, praying and interacting and having a personal relationship with God and just choosing to be one of those believers that obey what the Bible says has been the thing that has changed my life. And are you in your 20s yet, or are you still a teenager in this season? At 19, I got married to Michael, um, became pastor's wife, managed the church for about three years. After that, we went to America for six months, did evangelism in America in in a city, came back to Romania for a season. We did a lot of travel. We moved 35 times in six countries. So where did you go in the States, and what were you doing there? Um, We got invited to Toledo, Ohio, which is sort of north of America, close to the border of Canada. And um, we worked there through a church in um, inner city area, dealing with people who were on drugs, um, prostitution, children that were neglected, very hungry people who were hungry for God. So, we were trying to share the gospel with them. We were sharing the gospel basically everywhere that we could on the streets, in um, different events that were happening, speaking in um, businessmen meetings, Christian businessmen meetings, or other gatherings for women and things like that. So, that was for a period of six months. And after that, we came back, visited the church in Romania, which we delegated to a pastor that came from Australia again to take over uh, when we finished we felt we finished our season there then we came back to Australia to see what God has in store for us next and this was your first time to come to Australia by this I visited once before for just five weeks so basically it was the first time living in Australia and I had to go through a lot of things a lot of processes that God took me through to grow develop he took me through a very intense time of emotional healing, dealing with all my past, with the issues that I suffered from my, uh, the death of my parents, and, and also um, the issues with poverty and alcohol abuse and all the abuse around it, to that. So I went for almost seven years where I did various ministries in the local church, running home groups, um, help set up prayer chains in Romania or things like that. God actually focused a lot on me receiving emotional healing so that I can be useful in the future steps that he had for me. And also he worked on developing me as a person by going into business and learning all the skills that I needed uh, for the next step in the ministry. It was incredible. He got us to start a web hosting business. Michael fasted for 10 days and said, God, what do you want me to do? Should I do a ministry or should I do this web hosting business? And God, to his surprise, said, start the web hosting business, even though he wanted to be in ministry. But that web hosting business was an absolute replica of the ministry that God put us in after three years it was exactly the same so we've learned all the lessons how to handle a 24-7 situation how to handle crisis how to solve technical problems which we needed to for the next step in the ministry that God gave us so I was suffering as God was stretching me a lot trying to learn things new skills that I wasn't very good at but it was the absolute preparation that we needed we were ready when we went to India
2: So you're mentioning India now, but hold on a tick. So you actually were in Sydney? You first came to Sydney?
1: Yes, we were in Sydney, but then um, we, we got an invitation to pastor a church in Brisbane, so we came up to check the church, we prayed, we didn't feel God wanted us to do that, so um, we saw property around Brisbane, which was a lot cheaper than in Sydney. And during that particular time of our life, God just highlighted two scriptures to me. One was, I'm the God who gives you power to gain wealth. And another one, the God that teaches you how to profit. So we needed finances so we can go back into full-time ministry. And I started to pray, God, teach me how to profit, give me the power to gain wealth. And we both did that, both me and Michael. So once we did that, God started to move and he showed us property and we started to ask questions. Even if you pray, it's not enough. You have to actually be willing to learn the natural skills that you need in order for God to work with the spiritual. So we started to ask questions from all the real estate agents, all the mortgage brokers, everyone that we could ask a question from that knew something we asked. So we learned how to do property investment, how to buy and sell and renovate and do things like that. So within two years, actually one and a half years, we had 12 properties from $40,000 deposit or something. Wow. I've seen how God can do something out of the blue. When he decides to do something, he can move really fast. And with that money, we were basically prepared financially now to go and start a new phase of ministry, which was India. So, honey, that's a far cry from an early nursing background that you told me about
2: way back when you were young in Romania. Did you ever imagine that life would open
1: up for you as such? Actually, my biggest life dream before I came to Christ was to become a doctor, and that was it. So I had no idea that God would make me have lots of properties, manage businesses, start ministries that affect millions of people. That just never came to my head. (laughs) Michael has taken about six trips to India and then someone basically showed him a huge opportunity which all actually came through the web hosting business, was one of the workers that we had uh, that we were managing remotely for the web hosting business that we ran. Um, and he learned how to start a TV channel. Uh, we started to evangelize people in our office, and then we started to give videos to them, which they took in their family, and they uh, invited friends over, and we thought, wow, a lot of people are watching these videos. What can we do more with these videos? Can we do more? Can we sh- shoot testimonies? Can we do extra? So in the meantime, he found out how to start a TV channel, <laughs> a 24-7 TV network. And uh, he told us, Michael, for $25,000, you can reach 25% of a 6 million people city 24-7. And we thought, this is incredible. Where in the world can you reach so many people with something like 25 cents a household per month, 24-7 with Christian messages in a country that's super hungry for God, where basically only um, a small percentage, maybe 1-2% are Christian. So uh, we thought, wow, this is we're gonna take this opportunity. So um, even though I was pregnant, I started to receive prophetic confirmations, and uh, just before I gave birth, Michael's uh, actually when I was about five months pregnant, Michael said, "Can you know? Do you think we will be willing to go to India?" And my first question was, "Are there good hospitals there in case something happens with me and the baby, or uh, after I give birth if I've got a small baby?" But they've got excellent hospitals there. People from America come to have. Um, heart surgery there so I thought well if they can trust I think I'll be alright and uh, I just had faith God put faith in my heart everything will be alright even though a lot of people thought I was absolutely crazy to go to a country like India with a two and a half month old baby it was really really hard I can't say it was easy but I just knew it was the right timing I had the faith for it and um, we started the channel within three months we learned through a lot of mistakes we didn't have much technical experience The channel is now reaching 1.3 million homes in um, Kanaraka state, a lot of Bangalore and other cities. Uh, There's about 5 million people that are getting rich continuously 24-7 after it's almost 10 years now of the channel running. Thanks so much for sharing. It's been great to hear your journey. God bless you all. God
2: bless you.
0: That was Karen Hunt chatting with Marilena Fackerel who's originally from Romania and is married to Michael Fackerel from Australia. And I'm happy to say that next time we'll hear Michael's side of the story and, as we'll hear, he's somewhat of a computer whiz and has extraordinary talents in this area. It's great how the Lord brought the two of them together and it sounds like they make a wonderful team. To find out more about the TV channel they started in India and to take a peek at the live feed, the website is newhopetv.org. That's TV. Newhopetv. But that's just one of the ministries they're involved in. We'll find out more next time as Michael shares his story. Until then, I'm Jimmy Colfax encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. In school, I was very good at studies. I always would get the top grades in the school for everything, virtually. And I was into things like chess and stamp collecting. And I started to play around with computers when I was in year eight or nine. Mm-hmm. I was programming computers at that stage in like 1979. Wow. There was something called the TRS-80 and I went uh-huh. into Dick Smith Electronics and I made a little game on their computer, which I sold to them, actually. Michael Fackerel is from Australia and met his wife Marilena when he was planning a church in Romania. They have since gone on to travel many parts of the world doing ministry. We'll find out more of their story next time. The Story, story. just another way vision is connecting faith to life. This program is a production of
2: Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.